are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined, as always, with John Ackerman and Tom Edwards. Guys, fall is in the air. I'm smelling pumpkin spice lattes. I'm hearing the uh, sound <laughs> of the baseball bats and the soccer balls being kicked in my neighborhood. Um, we went on a, a nice, cool breeze family walk this afternoon before dinner. And I, as much, I think we had an episode on, on our favorite seasons, and I, I might have to change my vote, but fall is in full swing in the Lara household, and I am loving it. Um, the boys are, are out playing soccer. Um, we were in the middle of uh, getting ready for playoff baseball. Like I, I cannot explain how happy I am right now with this season. And um, one of the things that I was thinking about tonight as we uh, kick off this conversation was, uh, was this time of year for me um, as far as like growing up and playing sports and being involved in, in you know, different types of league. And the two things that come to mind for this time of year, and I love it because they're, they're pretty big in this area, um, are football and cross-country running, which can be more polar opposites than each other. But there was a season where I stopped playing football and I joined the cross-country team. And I'll tell you what, that was probably one of my most fun experiences of all time. And so I just thought tonight we could uh, just kind of rekindle those emotions, talk about the uh, our experiences with, with sports and what it meant to you guys growing up and, and also how we're dealing with it, you know, going forward with our kids and, and being, uh, you know, mentors and coaches and, and all that stuff. So, uh, guys, fall, sports. Yeah, fall, man. <laughs> I, I am – I'm with you on the season change, Mike. I like I love being warm. I like summer and being outside. But man, that humidity dropped this week, and it's been nice. <laughs> it's been really nice. Yeah, to pull out some hoodies. And you're like, yeah, you're like man, it it actually that it did kind of suck that it was so hot and muggy for so long. Fall is fantastic. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I was trying to think about like growing up, like young kid growing up. I was like, what did I used to do in the fall? And then you mentioned cross country. I was like, oh yeah, okay. I did I did that. Um because I was definitely not a football guy. So <laughs> had the, you know, had the cross country piece going on. Um but yeah, fall is fall is good. Get back outside, do some stuff. Oh yeah, pull out the flannels and 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 pick up some baseballs and <laughs> kick some soccer balls, right? I don't know why you keep saying baseball. Well, <laughs> like baseball is is wrapping up. No way. Yeah, so I'm saying it's wrapping up, but it's like the best time to play right now, I think. Like I love spring ball and that's like when things get like like the that's when things are new and brand new, but this is when things get serious, right? This is when it goes into playoff mm, baseball and uh like I said they're playing fall ball down the streets. I don't know if baseball's become a uh, a year-round sport. I guess it has with travel and everything, but I I was driving by the school today and Kids are playing baseball. As a matter of fact, I heard it from the little one that he was wishes he was out there. So, <laughs> John, how about you? What do uh, what does fall and sports mean to you, or how does that rekindle any memories from uh, from childhood? Man, you know what's funny? I it wasn't until I got to high school that I was a seasonal sports person, mm. um, at least as far as participation went. Uh, like I I did not grow up playing a whole lot of organized team sports. 
And so most of my most of my sports memories are me and my dad and my little brother with a trunk load, a literal trunk load mm. of sports equipment. And you know, my dad taught at the university level for most of my childhood. And so the university football field, and it's not like we were at, you know, Alabama or anything like that. Um, but you know, we we'd have full access to the the field, the arena, the basketball courts and the gym, whatever. And so all of my childhood memories are backyard sports memories or, you know, football field memories, but not with, you know, 10 other guys going up against 11 other guys. It was me and my dad and my brother, you know, running routes, throwing passes, me leveling my brother when I would get the chance. (laughs) Um, And then when we got tired of the football, we'd grab the soccer ball and, you know, it'd be, you know, one-on-one with a goalie or just, you know, passing, kicking, who can boot it the farthest. And when we got tired of the soccer ball, we pull out the Frisbee and we just chuck it back and forth and back. And when we got tired of that, we pull out the baseball glove. And like that, those are my childhood memories of sports. So regardless of season, winter, spring, summer, or fall, uh, just it it was like a decathlon every time we went out (laughs) to play. Uh, Just all the things all the time. And it really wasn't until I got to high school and I didn't, I didn't do fall sports. Um, so it was, and then I ended up going to like a giant high school where at six foot four, I still wasn't good enough to make the basketball team. So like my, my sports season didn't kick in until spring volleyball season. So yeah, fall doesn't have a particular nostalgia, but when we talk about sports, man, I got, I got a lot of wonderful memories about that. Well, I just think there's such a, cool part of growing up you you know getting to be outside getting to uh starting to learn how to play in a more organized fashion right of oh i can i can do this and it has this result and i can learn to get better at this or i can practice and um you know there there's just i don't know there's just it there's a formative piece of growing up it feels like that uh especially for guys is sports related. Mm. Yeah. And I like the way you say that too, because it's, when we say organized, it doesn't just mean like an organization either. Right. Cause I'm, I'm walking down the street and I'm seeing, you know, the kids in the street just picking up a, you know, a basketball game or a, a yep. baseball game. And it's, it, it, you had their own sets of rules, right? We've had this discussion. Um, I wouldn't say heated <laughs> discussion, but we've had quite a conversation about our rules on, on even something as simple as wiffle ball, right? Like whether or not you mm-hmm. can peg somebody or what's considered a, a single versus a double. And, and I think that's part of growing up and playing those sports with other guys. It's, it's kind of like you work at those things out. And, and I, I, never remember a parent especially like when we're playing you know alleyway baseball coming into the into the game saying hey 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 wait a minute no i'm i'm the ref it, it was work it out with your buddy figure those things out and i just i i try to you know instill that in my kids now like hey dude that's your guys's game those are your your rules figure it out um and i and i just think like that is such a a key a key uh, development stage is, 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 is trying to figure things out with, with other guys who are sometimes very competitive and sometimes have a different set of rules than you do. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the other sports that I, that I would transition to actually during, during, during the fall was, was wrestling. And, and my family was, was big on wrestling. And so I kind of, I kind of pushed away, not wanting to follow down that, that path and kind of trying to, you know, 
create my own way. Um, actually, for a while there, thought basketball was going to be my thing. So I, I would buy the Filas and, and drink Sprite like Grant Hill. And I, I, I thought I thought all five foot, you know, 98 pounds of me was was definitely going to be the starting point guard for the Lakers. And and uh, it wasn't until, um, you know, I realized I wasn't going to get, you know, much taller. Um, and that height was kind of a, a requirement for <laughs> for a sport like that. Um, and, and also being able to dribble a ball and make a basket. So those those things just just, you know, started. <laughs> Other than that, you were I this was close. It. I was there. Yeah, so I close. was there. Um, but no, I, I just I just think to myself, like, you know, how how sports were introduced to me, whether it was wrestling, whether it was swimming, whether it was uh, a baseball or basketball, how it was a friend, it was somebody teaching me a sport. And I just have so many fond memories of, of just learning how to do um, something that was challenging, something that was, you know, physical. It was, it was get out there and just, you know, try your best. And oftentimes, you know, there's nothing like that, that, that great moment. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, never scored a touchdown in, in, in Pop Warner football. And, and to this day, when I see videos of my, of my friend's kids, like running in, I'm like, man, I, I wanted to have that feeling. Like I was <laughs> a kid who was again, little guy, but, uh, um, I guess I wasn't that fast. Cause they put me as a, as a left tackle and, uh, and, and <laughs> on the offensive line, just said, Hey dude, stand here. And, 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 and we got you, but, um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I love the way you were talking about it, John, just like, you know, growing up with your dad and, and, and having those memories and, I just I, I'm hoping that my kids are are having those same kind of memories because uh, I don't see them out playing sports as much as I used to, at least as much as I remember playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that felt like such a regular occurrence. And, it, you know, I don't trust my memory from childhood, you know, at this point in my life, but <laughs> it sure felt like a lot. It sure felt like there was a lot of time spent in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Um, and even when my dad wasn't there, that that was how my brother and I spent most of mm-hmm. our time was shooting hoops in the driveway or throwing a football back and forth or a baseball or a Frisbee or a, like you name it, that that's what we did. That yeah. was, I mean, I bought my first Nintendo myself when I was like eight, but still <laughs> we, like we spent most of our time, I think playing outside. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I even remember when I was in high school, me and my best friend, uh, we'd go down to the basketball court that was near both of our houses and we just do one-on-one till we were exhausted. Mm. And and it was just like, again, so many good memories yeah. around sports. And, you know, I, I didn't have that Sandlot version of the neighborhood gang. <laughs> um, I, I only remember a couple of pickup football games where enough of us got together. Because um, I, th- I think even at that point, we were all spread out enough geographically across town that that there was only so much bike riding you could do to all meet in a central location. But, right. man, there was there, there's so many so many good memories of of times with dad, you know, teaching my brother and I the fundamentals and and he was pretty athletic. So he had the basics down for most sports and and so was able to pass that along to my brother and I and um so I mean we got pretty decent and and that made it a lot of fun too, Tom, like you were talking about that that skill development. Um you know, I I missed out on a lot of the team, you know, development a lot of the the team competition stuff. But it was just, it was cool to be able to to seamlessly transition from sport to sport and feel like, I can do this. This is fun. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that, that you know, I was just thinking about as you were talking, you know, trying to get friends together and whatnot is the adaptability that sports has when you're younger. Mm, yeah. It's like, uh, how many guys we got? We got five guys. We, there's five guys total. 
okay, we can figure out how to play like some version of football sure. with, with, you know, with five All-time guys, quarterback. Quarterback. Uh, right? Like, um, you know, and, and that, I think that goes back to some of the other developmental stuff too of, of, uh, you know, Mike, you were saying about, this is your guy's game and you know, these are your rules, figure out the rules and then you need to learn how to, you know, stick by the rules. And so like, forming the game picking teams how are we going to adapt the sport to fit what we've got and uh, there just is there's so much more i feel like beyond just the get out and do something physical aspect Mm -hmm. particularly particularly when you're talking about little kids and, and their development and um and how they're learning to interact with the world and with each other and that sport just opens up so many avenues for things um and the, other, the other thing I was thinking about was just the Olympics this summer, right? That the three x three basketball competition that they had in the Olympics this summer. That like that's basically they were trying to bring everybody's like street basketball experience growing up yeah. to the biggest sports stage mm-hmm. in the world, right? And so there's there's this like recognition that you know we we've come up in in these sports and they're a big piece of, of like our cultural story. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you guys as a kid? Um, I mean, was it all fun and games? Was there pressure to perform? Um, you know, what did, did the team have to win? Did you have to win? Was it just, you know, get better, have fun, play well? What was that like? Cause again, I missed out on a lot of the team stuff when I was little. So I'm gonna have to live vicariously through you guys for the next few minutes. Well, I feel like I was totally the opposite. Uh, like I, I didn't grow up in a neighborhood. We, you know, we grew up on just a street and, and a fairly, uh, busy road. And so it wasn't even like, you know, friends that I knew from the bus, you could bike down to their house cause the road was just too busy. Um, and so we didn't have a whole lot of, of like the pickup, let's get a game going, you know, aside from my brother and I, um, and my dad, you know, maybe doing stuff in the backyard pegging each other with wiffle balls um <laughs> uh you know but i i did play a, a lot of organized sports i was in you know little league uh for quite a while organized basketball played a couple seasons of organized lacrosse um you know we, we did do a lot of organized sports um and so that's sort of where a lot of that development came for me um and i i do come from a pretty athletic family my dad is definitely a, a an athlete um baseball and basketball for sure um he was growing up in high school and, and all that um and so i think there was uh just an expectation that um this is something to work at uh you know it's not just we're going to go out there and we're going to have fun uh, you know it, it, it's uh we're going to go out there we're going to do our best we're going to uh every, you know there's going to be a lot of teachable moments, um, and, and things to learn and how do you improve and what went wrong. And, um, so I remember a lot of those conversations and, and I took that on, I think, um, as pressure, uh, uh you know, looking back, I, I think I didn't do well necessarily in a, in a lot of different areas with, uh, what I perceived to be criticism. And so I, I did take on a lot of pressure, um, on that. And Mike, you, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of drifting away from wrestling because it was a family 
sport. Um, and, and that was definitely my story going into track and field. It's like, okay, here's something that I'm moderately good at. And no one in my family has mm-hmm. any previous history with doing this. Um, you know, so let me, let me figure out how this, you know, how this works on my own. Um, and, uh, and see if I like this for me and, um, you know, and honestly, you know, my parents were super supportive of that and, you know, became huge track and field fans and learned the sport as I was learning the sport. And, uh, you know, and were definitely my biggest fans in doing that. Um, but it was kind of cool to be a journey that we went on together as, as, I moved away from the um, need for better hand-eye coordination in, in the ball sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny as uh, as I've uh, started to uh, dig deeper into the um, father-son relationship and and everything that happened to me in this last you know this this last hundred-mile run and all the thoughts and things that I had. Um, I started thinking back more about my dad as coach. And mm-hmm. how he never really fulfilled that role, right? He was ne- like, I, I was the one who was coming to him saying, dad, I want to play Pop Warner. Dad, I want to go to boxing. Dad, I want to play Little League. And he supported me 100%. He was always in the stands, but he was never the coach. He was never going to teach me how to throw the perfect spiral. He was never going to teach me how to, um, you know, throw that, that left jab or that one-two combo punch. I was almost like I was always begging for that next like dad teach me this teach me this and i remember i actually remember starting when i started wrestling uh junior year in high school um it was right before things were starting and 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 he had actually coached the season before my high school team he had he'd been part of the coaching staff i wasn't on the team but he was coaching and i came in there and i was like you know dad teach me teach teach me how to do a double leg or teach me how to do a single leg he's like yeah you want to learn how to wrestle i said yeah he goes all right go do 100 push-ups 100 squats 100 sit-ups and when you're done we'll go, we'll, we'll start, we'll start wrestling. And I'm like, nah, I, I don't want to work out. Like I, I want you to teach me a move. Like I want to be prepared when I get into the, into the mat so I could do some stuff. And he was like, no, you, you know, go build some strength and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll wrestle. And I was like, so I'm not going to wrestle. And that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm signing up for. You know, I signed up to, to, to wrestle, not to go work out. Um, it wasn't until later that I was trying, I was actually figuring him out that he was trying to see how committed I was. And at that point, I guess I wasn't, but it was, it was one of those things where I'm looking back on it now, thinking to myself, like his relationship with his dad and how my grandfather was almost the complete opposite. My grandfather was the one pushing him to, to do every sport was trying to push him to, you know, this is how you throw a curveball, or this is how you, you know, do that double leg takedown. And was very, um, almost, almost like that, that sitcom, that after school special dad that, that, you know, that, that pushes the kid to the limits. That's, that's my grandfather to my dad and how that affected him so much that he went complete polar opposite to me where he was completely hands off on how, on how he wanted to coach me. And here I am like, trying to like, dad, you know, coach me up, um, and not getting that. And so that has actually, actually now pushed me to how am I coaching my kids, right? How am I Mm -hmm. being that involved with my kids? You know, um, one of the, um, interesting things that happened this season, Kellen played baseball last season and he absolutely loved it. He was, and and somebody who was a very active kid, I did not think he was going to be able to sit at, you know, in the infield for that long, but the kid loved it. He was, he was, you know, 
He his exact words were, "Dad, from the very first time I hit a baseball, I fell in love." Like I want to put that on 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 a t shirt just because of how <laughs> how much he he loved baseball. So fast forward to now, I've always been a big fan of not doing like or following the season and and doing a different sport you know finding something new um and we went back to soccer and he has been completely upset every time he gets on the field like he'll he he scored three goals today and turned to me and went like i want to be playing baseball i'm like are you (laughs) kidding me like you're doing great like why are you acting like this and i had to stop myself and say which dad am i right now hmm yeah. Am I overbearing dad right now or am I hands off dad right now? And there's a balance right there that I'm trying to find. And so I think that as I continue to think about this and think about my experience with these with these sports, it's definitely having an effect on how I'm coaching and how I'm dadding, right? And I think we've had this discussion, Tom. I think we've talked about like, hey, wh- what role do you play? You know, are you are you playing coach right now or are you playing dad? And I think that's something yeah. that I'm constantly struggling with especially as I move from, from season to season. Yeah, 100%. I, you know, I, I brought this to you guys a couple months ago. Um, you know, Aiden is now playing basketball. He did like a summer clinic thing. Um, and now he's, he's playing fall basketball this season, but it, it's the first organized sports. He's almost eight. Um, you know, it's the first organized sports that he's done. Um, and so, particularly in the Northern Virginia area, we're lagging behind because he hasn't been scouted by college guys yet. (laughs) Um, so, um, you know, but we, we really, um, as a family, we needed to figure out what role does sports play and, uh, you know, how much of our family rhythm do we want to give up to organized sports, um, for, you know, now, four kids coming up and so figure out how many activities each of them can do, um, at a time. But also, you know, I, I sat there and I I can clearly remember his first practice over the summer with basketball and just being torn. Like you said, like, what dad am I right now? Uh, You know, on the Mm -hmm. one hand, I do know something about the sport of basketball. You know, I, I have played a bunch of basketball. And so I can see what he's not doing right and I can see how he can improve and I can see how I could coach him up. And on the other hand, I'm like, you know what? I w- the kid needs to just have fun yeah. and be out there mm-hmm. and enjoy it. And he's got a coach. The coach is out there on, <laughs> you know, on the court with him. I don't need to be the coach. And so there, there is this tension of, you know, what dad am I going to be? And, and I just, I still, I don't feel like I have a good answer for it, mm. you know? Um, Kellen seems to have a lot of natural athletic ability, right? And so do you lean toward this kid should probably do sports, like try sports, continue trying to improve in sports. Like maybe there is something, you know, not that he's got to go pro and we're going to put all kinds of pressure on him when he's seven years old, but you know, he, he has some ability there. And so like, where is that balance versus, you know, eh, he, he's enjoying playing sports and let's just have fun with it. Yeah. But I think you, I think what you said right now was, was such a key point and that's, that's how much are you dedicating to this and how you, how are you defining that as at, for family time? Because for me, um, as we've progressed into this new realm of like 
soccer and our the organization that we joined they actually have like this like sports complex and we've gone from like sitting like five feet from the field and being able to like wave at my kid as he ran by to being up in a like bleacher stands and i i told janelle like this is not what what i'm signed up for like i did not sign up for my kid to be like, don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome that he's learning these skills, but I wasn't signing up with the hopes that he was going to get a D one scholarship to play soccer. Like I right. wanted the experience of my kid running by to get water, an orange slice and me saying, bud, you're doing a great job. I love the way you pass the ball or I love the way you're doing this and just giving him a fist bump. Now, granted, there are some parents that like to scream out, pass the ball or you're not doing the right and coaching from the sidelines. And I'm not trying to be that dad, but I've talked to other peers and I and I and I've expressed my my concern that what are we what is what are we trying to get out of these organized sports? Right. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was experience. Right. It was the. I want my kids to remember me on the sidelines cheering them on, right? I don't I don't I don't care about, you know, their skill levels. I don't care about, you know, if my kid didn't score any goals and 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 pick dandelions in the field the entire game, I'd be okay with that as long as he was having fun and saw me there supporting him. And that's that's really where the balance that I'm finding myself at today. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's so interesting and you know, I'm obviously not in this with you guys as far as, you know, dad coaching my kid. But, you know, Tom, you and I were both high school coaches for a while and, and we got to live that reality of being that that middle ground between parent and player. Mm. Yeah. And and just the the different routes that you see people take to end up in the same spot. Right. And and the kid that, like you said, has has been being conditioned since he was three for this sport and the kid that found out two days ago. I think I might want to try playing this sport and just, you know, the different routes that people take to get to where they are. The kid that was just insanely awkward for all of middle school sports and freshman year sports and sophomore year sports. And then all of a sudden junior year, like found their coordination and some like secret hidden away athletic talent that suddenly propels them to a stud varsity athlete and just like all the roads in between. And so like Mike, this tension you're bringing out of, like sports is performance and sports is the measuring stick of your value and your worth and your place in the family and society in the future. And then sports as, you know, part of the crucible that helps to form your personality and your character and, and your passions and, and your self-confidence and, and just how separated some of the elements of sports can be when you start to look at it through those two paradigms. Like, you know, we're not after varsity blues here. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting for me because that was clearly so not the environment I grew up in. Um, but my wife grew up in a part of the country where sports was king. Hmm. Like we just went back for our nephew's homecoming game. And you know, he's a senior playing high school football. And listening to the old guys in the stands talking about their heyday. And they still remember the scores. They still remember the teams because it's still all the same teams that are all still playing each other 50 years later. And they remember who won states in whatever year. And they remember that stud kid from like 1962. And it's just, it was, it was so fascinating for me to sit there in the midst of, of that kind of sports culture that I never lived and just you know, hear the effect that sports had on the community and on the families mm-hmm. And on the the parent child relationships, and uh, it was just 
it's just so amazing to me the breadth of experience that people have in this category of sports. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of what high school coaching introduced me to was the breadth of that experience Mm -hmm. because I do think the landscape is different now than it was when we were coming up in sports. But, you know, Mike, you, you had mentioned earlier uh, that you had followed the seasons. I feel like growing up, that's what everybody did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just like everybody in town just went from league to league to league. Ball baseball. What's that? Different sports. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like baseball happens in the spring. Yeah, there is right. a season. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. <clears throat> You know, there was none of this. I'm like, I'm a three season soccer athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I would look when I was coaching at the number of injuries that these kids are having because they're playing the same sport all year round. And so the repetitive use injuries, you know, soccer blowing up kids knees um, in high school. So they're never going to play the sport again. I was like, I don't remember that happening. I don't remember all these kids hobbling around the the school uh, hallways on crutches the way that it's happening now. Um, But there's so much more pressure to be good in peewee and then, you know, good in in, uh, travel and then good on the high school team and then get to college and get the scholarship and... At, you know, the, the focus at such an early age is that's another thing. You know, we're, we're trying to decide today, like actually today, does Aiden play basketball in the winter? Mm. And I'm honestly leaning toward no. Like, yeah. let's let's take a break. Let's do something different. Let's find another sport and get the different experiences because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like your pigeonholed. We're going to let you play basketball. And that's the only thing that we're going to let you do. And I think my experience with track was there's not a whole lot of peewee track going on. (laughs) And so (laughs) most kids come to that as a part of their high school athletic experience, whether that was me growing up and and finding track and field or the kids that I was coaching, right? Maybe they had done some of the the leagues. And like you said, they come in and they're, uh, you know, like totally awkward, John, right? And like, those are the kids I love to coach because they're there. And if they're willing to put in the work and get like, try to work and get better at the sport, there were, there were so many kids that, like you said, junior year hits they actually like can figure out what their gangly limbs are doing and pull something together that looks halfway athletic and to see that kid come in and have put the time in and and you know dedicate themselves to something who cares what the time is or the performance is at the end of the day um you know they liked what they were doing and they learned a whole lot about themselves by going through that process yeah yeah, I think one of the things that always made me sad as a coach was, like you said, Tom, I loved coaching those kids that were a little raw, but just passionate. The kids that broke my heart, it felt like were the kids who had been forced to turn pro at the age of nine mm-hmm. and had been, you know, three season, one sport athletes. And you could tell by the time they got to 16, there was no joy. And in some of the cases, they'd already hit their ceiling. Yeah. And either they didn't know it or the parents didn't know it, but there just wasn't a lot of growth left. And so there's, there's no development, you know, not just athletically, but 
like talking about that crucible of character development and personality and temperament and things like there's no growth there because this has stopped being fun Mm -hmm. and it's stopped being a passion. And so it's stopped being a place of growth. It's now become their job as a 16 year old alongside school. And those were the ones that broke my heart. Well, or they, you know, they were pushed or focused at such an early age that they were far exceeding their peers. Right. Until their peers catch up. And right. now all of a sudden the sport gets hard again. Yeah. And uh, I'm not so interested anymore. You know, it's starting to get a little bit more difficult or I'm being challenged at my current level of play. And that's not for me. Yeah. You know what I love about this conversation is when we first started planning it. And even tonight, as I thought about, about the, the topic, my mind instantly went to my experience playing sports and how, um, you know, that's affected my kid playing sports now, but I'm also thinking like, and you guys have already brought the subject up, but even coaching, right. And, and, and leading and that leadership and that fatherly figure that you guys have, have also had the opportunity to experience, um, you know, not to get too Ted Lasso on here, but you know, I, I, <laughs> I love his coaching, right? I love, I love, uh, you know, there's a scene where he talks about, uh, uh, one of the guys comes in and he starts talking and, and he's like, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I'm having a hard, I have a hard time hearing people who don't believe in themselves. And I thought to myself like, wow, that is just a genuine, like awesome person just calling out the best out of people. Right. And I hear you guys talking about coaching. And so I'm going to throw that back at you guys. Um, as far as from sports, and John, I know, and both, and Tom, both of you guys were, were teachers in the, in that aspect when, when you guys did the coaching, but is that something you guys think you'd go back to? Is that something you guys would, wouldn't mind doing? I mean, you guys have a lot to teach kids. Um, and so is that coaching something you guys would, uh, reconsider? Honestly, when I started coaching, I felt super unequipped to coach the sport that I had grown up doing. Mm Um, you know, I was like, I was not a, you know, a D one track athlete. I didn't get a scholarship for track and field. I honestly, I didn't run all that much in college. Um, so when I started coaching, it was like, yes, I love this sport. I want to do something to give back to this sport. Um, and kind of twofold one was realizing the kids that I was coaching were the kids that I was, when I started track and field. And so I, I did know more than they knew about track and field and about coaching, uh, them up in track and field. But two, I always was focused on the relationships and what Mm -hmm. the sport could do for kids. And, And John, I don't know how volleyball was for you when, when you were coaching, but track was a no cut sport. Mm you know, we took everybody. So the kids would try out for the other spring sports that they were going for. And if they didn't make it, you know, they'd show up at track or you'd get a kid who would come out the first day and couldn't run a lap, like a complete lap around the track. And they're coming (laughs) out for track and field. Right. And, and, and that's just the mentality that, that we had on the team as a, as a no cut sport. Um, you know, but I loved getting no kids on the track maybe as freshmen and then like two years later ending up having them in class and, you know, getting to to like see a different aspect of the kid. And so I was, I was really 
interested in just the overall growth and development of this kid as a person yep. uh, through sport was really my focus and, and giving them, I remember my, my parents, uh, came down to visit us. I don't, the first year or so that we lived in Virginia and, and I was so excited, you know, at 23 or 24 years old or whatever it was to like show them the school that I was teaching in and, um, take them on a tour and show them my classroom and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I remember them saying, how cool it was that as we walked through the halls at the end of the day, there were like 50% of the kids would address me as Mr. Edwards because they had me in class and the other 50% would address me as coach. Yeah. I was like that, you know what, that you're right. I, I am serving multiple roles here yeah. in, in the development of these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike, to answer your overriding question, I feel like there's a part of me that would love to do it again. Um, but I look back on the shift that I made, I think, as a coach. Because when I, I came out of my high school experience, and like I said, it was a big high school. Uh, it was 5A turning into 6A. And we were just good across the board. Um, you know, some of our football team were the guys getting D1 scholarships at skill positions. Um, you know, same with our basketball team. One of our football players went pro. Uh, one, some of our baseball players went pro. Like it, it was just, it was a surreal sports environment that I didn't know was surreal. Um, and so because of that background, then when I started teaching and coaching in a high school, I didn't realize that I brought with that some of my baggage and expectation of this is what sports is supposed to look like. And this is how good you're supposed to be. And you're supposed to win. Yeah. And when that wasn't happening, I had to have almost a complete system reset of what is the purpose of sports again? Mm. And, and it, it was rough at first. I, I was really frustrated my first couple of seasons. Cause um, you know, I was coaching freshman girls basketball, my first year teaching. And, and it was, it was a cut sport, but we didn't have to cut because we didn't have enough people come out to make cuts. And those girls were fantastic kids. They just weren't great ball players, And that mm -hmm. was okay. But that was the beginning of my system reset because layup lines would take us a quarter of practice if we let it. Um, but those kids would run through walls if you asked them to. And... And that was such a good beneficial shift for me to really figure out what was it that I was after here. Um, and, and then that same shift continued when I got to volleyball, uh, you know, and as a JV coach, it like our record doesn't matter at the end of the day, my job's not on the line based on wins and losses. So what is it that I'm after here? You know, is it, is it cultivating a pipeline of growth to feed the varsity program? Sure. And is it helping kids that might not ever get there to still become the best version of themselves, whatever that might look like? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, some of my favorite coaching experiences was the one season that I got to do uh, club boys volleyball because it, it wasn't a varsity sport. It wasn't a VHSL sport. It, it wasn't recognized as anything other than a club at the school. And so the one year that I got to hang with like 10 teenage boys that just wanted to learn how to play volleyball at a level beyond gym class. We had such a blast. 
<laughs> and, and it was like this perfect environment where you didn't have to deal with any of the ridiculousness of, you know, being a high school program. I just, I got to share my joy of the sport with mm-hmm. 10 kids that wanted to cultivate a joy in the sport. And then the year that I got to air quotes coach ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> yes. Was so Tom, I know you got to do it too. It yep. was so much fun because again, like it, it was, it was every random kid from every stereotypical click in the high school like the band kids and the football kids and the basketball kids and the chess club kids were showing up to throw a disc and, and it was just sport. And it was just, again, those things taught me so much about being a coach and about cultivating kids, you know, not just athletes, not just players, but, but cultivating kids Uh, that, yeah. So there's a part of me, I think that would really enjoy revisiting that opportunity. Yes. And to answer your question, Mike, since apparently I did not, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I totally agree with John, you, you know, all of those aspects of kids experiencing sport for sport's sake. Uh, I, I would do that again in a heartbeat. Mm. And like, I look forward to those moments with my kids of enjoying sport for sport's sake. Uh, and so that's part of that balancing act is how do I as dad and not as, you know, random faculty sponsor that they, these kids roped into <laughs> their idea for a club. Uh, you know, how do I do, how do I do a good job as dad of the love of the game, you yeah. know, for, for lack of, of a better phrase or just to take the best phrase that, that's out there. Like for the love of the game, how do I instill that in my kids? And it doesn't matter what, what game it is, you know, but do, do something that you're passionate about and can enjoy doing at whatever level that is. Um, because it is, as, as we talked about earlier, it's heartbreaking to see somebody that has true talent and just feel totally burned out by whatever the activity is and just totally done, particularly if they're, they're still young and, and yeah. there's a lot of room to, to grow and move forward. Um, you know, and, and that, I think a lot of that comes down to not having the love of sport, not having developed that aspect of why are we here? Why do we get on this field every day? Because we actually enjoy it. And we see that all the time in, you know, like some of the, some of the best pro athlete interviews are the guys that just straight up admit like, Hey, we get to play a game every day. Like, you know, uh, yes, we lost today and that's hard and we've got some things to work on, but man, I get to play this sport every day. So I don't know if we actually finished where we thought we were going to. Um, you know, we had a couple <laughs> ideas for this conversation that I think was mostly to wax nostalgic on childhood sports memories um, and then talk about how you guys are doing as dads watching your kids play. Um, but this was cool. Yeah. This was fun. Um, and, and I know there's more to come here because like you said, mm. I mean, you guys are just on the cusp of this yeah. as dads with with young kids playing sports. And um 
I mean, there's there's another ten years ahead of you yeah. of, of <laughs> yeah. youth sports, right? Um, so we're definitely revisiting this topic. Oh yeah, um, sometime soon. But uh, in the meantime, for all of you out there, uh, I hope this brought up some good memories. Uh, I'm sure this probably brought up some painful memories too. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping that this brought up some some opportunities, if not some challenges, as you're considering what your role looks like. Because I know some of you out there are coaches. I know some of you out there are shaping the next generation, not only of athletes, but of people. And so thank you for that. And I know some of you out there are dads and you're also shaping not only the next generation of athletes, but people. And so thank you for that. And thank you for being part of this little community we call Strong Towers. So on behalf of Mike and Tom, this is John, and we'll see you next time. Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all and we'll see you back here real soon.